Go check out one of the hottest clothing brands out right now. That's called Clot. This street brand is fire. Man, they got all the jeans, t-shirts, accessories, and even some sneakers. So go check it out right now. That's K-C-L-O-T dot com. And use promo code Brandon Jordan Comedy to get your discount. What up, dope? Welcome to a new episode of my podcast. Don't blame me, blame Detroit. And to start the show off, uh, everybody, just remember, you still have time to hit up the GoFundMe to help support the project, Why Brandon, the web series that I will be filming this fall. So uh, everybody that wants to support, still got time to support because your boy needs some help. All right. So we're about to get right into it. I got two special young ladies on the podcast today. Uh, these women right here uh, uh, are what I consider, because like I just talked to uh, another producer yesterday, what I consider is young talent that's, that's, that's molding their own path in this entertainment game. Not always going the traditional ways and just creating their own lanes to be able to get things done. And so I want to welcome to the podcast, Sade and Deshaun. How y'all doing today? Doing good. Thank yeah. you for having us. Yes. Yeah, what, part of, what part of the city you on? You, you at right now? Where where yeah, do I you, live? I'm, no, I'm saying what part I of the live. city you at right now? You in the car. You in the car. <laughs> oh, I'm in, I, I, I'm, I'm in Lakewood, California. Are you in Lakewood? <laughs> I'm in Lakewood. Yeah, yeah I'll be down there in Lakewood. <laughs> I'll be down that way all the time. My one of my favorite movie theaters is down that way in Down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm 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 out here. I'm out here. So I'm like a little ways away, like an hour away from home. <laughs> <laughs> I just got done driving an hour because I work in San Bernardino. Oh, oh. you working a whole that's a that's a long mm, every day. Yeah, I drive I drive every day in the morning and on the way home. I drive every day. I'm gonna pray for you. God bless you. <laughs> it's really not like the drive is really not that bad because for the most part, when I drive there in the morning, is no uh, is no traffic, okay. and then for the most part on the way home is usually no traffic. But like today, on the opposite way. Yeah, but today it was a car accident, so it slowed down traffic a little bit, so it slowed me down for about like 15 minutes. Not bad. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. But oh, that's a lot though. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but so this is our this is really kind of like our first time talking. So how I usually do my how I usually do my podcast is basically a conversation style. You know, we just sit here and talk and everything. But this is like my first time really getting to talk to you ladies. So I want to get some information about y'all, you know. So Sade, where where are you from? Um, I'm from uh, D.C. area originally. I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. So it's right outside D.C. Uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, from the East Coast, and uh, but my family's Nigerian, so uh, I'm actually first generation um, American. So because uh, my parents immigrated here um, a long time ago, um, and so uh, but I grew up there, and then you know moved out here way like after college. So I'm pretty much okay. born and raised on the East Coast. So was they disappointed in you? <laughs> You were. They actually were. You know, it's that yeah, classic. Af- yeah, African families, they be, you know, especially when they immigrate, they want you to be a, a lawyer, doctor. Yep, yep. It's, it's a classic immigrant story. It's like you're supposed to be, um, I think, uh, what's the a comedian Gina Yashere? Uh, she said in uh, stand up, you know, there's only four careers for a Nigerian. It's like, I think it was doctor, lawyer, engineer, or disappointment to the family. <laughs> <laughs> So I was, when I heard that, I fell out because I knew that feeling quite well. I was, they were not happy with me for years. Um, my sisters were always supportive, but my parents were, you know, um, and, you know, not supportive. And I, you know, now they feel differently, of course, but, you know, um, they just coming from that, you know, moving to the, 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 this, a new country and wanting better for their children and not really seeing a lot of, people like I didn't see all these like Nigerian actors uh, musicians everything there wasn't like a whole lot of them at the time to be able to point to oh I'm gonna be like this person or that person it was only 
like some basketball players. I try to throw them out there and it's like, well, you're short. That don't help. <laughs> you know, so yeah. they were very disappointed. And um, it was a hard road, you know, getting started because it's not the path that I was supposed to take in their eyes. But I knew within myself that I don't know, that was where I was supposed to do this this business what I was what I was supposed to do. So like that's one of the one of the difference between like black American uh, families and African families, because I feel like black American families, they really don't care what you do as long as you just don't be in their pockets. You know, that's it. As <laughs> long as you're not in my pockets, do what you want to do. That's it. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's a lot of immigrant families, like not even just Africans. Like I've met when I meet some other people, like some um, people who are like, I've, I've met some people who are, I've talked to someone Indian. I've talked to some, uh, this one girl who was uh, uh, Chinese. She was talking about the pressure from her family. It's, I think it's just a lot of immigrants, but it definitely there's like, you hear about it with African families, especially um, I know with Nigerians where you're supposed to pick these, you know, select careers, even now, are you supposed to do that? Otherwise they're kind of looking at you like you're, you're just going to be broke, you know? <laughs> so, and I understand, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah. So Deshaun, what, what city are you from? I'm from Michigan. I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, okay. I have been in Kalamazoo. <laughs> I didn't drive in Kalamazoo. Yeah, it's a college town, so a lot of people, yeah. they've been there. They don't know that they have, but they've been there. Western Michigan University is there, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't been up there. I didn't got into some trouble up there before. Yeah, pretty sure <laughs> most people have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and wherever, East, you know, Eastern Michigan University, like, you know, in that area, Western, it's like, you know, a lot of people pass through, so, yeah. So, like, uh, so what school did you go to? Um, I went to a community college before I moved out to LA. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. I took classes at Western as a dual enrollment student, but um, I got a degree from uh, Kalamazoo Valley. So okay, I went to Henry Ford Community College in Dearborn, Michigan, for two and a half weeks when I graduated high school, and I only went because my mama wanted me to go to school. So I literally got there, signed up, and everything, and finally got my. Uh, my money, you know, um, to go, you know, what's that? The financial aid money. And mm -hmm. after I got the money and paid for my books, I still had some money left. And so I used to go to the school. <laughs> store. So I would go to the school store every day and just buy candy with it. So <laughs> oh, you, you, you took your, your, your refund money and you went and bought yes. junk food. I literally bought candy every day. I went to the school store and bought candy. And then when I did decide to go to class in that two and a half weeks, all I did was fall asleep. <laughs> no, well, at least you found out early on that it was not for you. It you was know? definitely not for me at all. Definitely, it's was. okay. It's not. It's not for everybody. So, yeah. uh, so what? <laughs> <said two>, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the projects that I that I love is one of my favorite projects that I do consistently watch on TV. It's one of them shows where. I, when I get home, I got to have my little, my meal or my snacks and sit in front of the TV and watch. And that's the show For Love for Jason. Where did this project come, come from? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, the project started, um, a good friend of mine, uh, his name is Trail Woodbury. Um, he wrote a pilot for a show. It was originally called A Man's Perspective. Um, and he brought the pilot to me. And he was just like, something that he wants to do, um, you know, that he's been working on for quite a while. And so um, he knew that I had started producing at the time. And so he brought it to me and was like, hey, like, what do you think? You want to get down on this? And um, said, yeah. And so Shade and I, um, at that time, we had just kind of started our partnership. Um, you know, with our production company. And so everything that we do, you know, we do together. So I brought it to her and we created a writer's room. And then we um, drafted one other writer, which is another, um, oh, it's, it was two guys, two girls. Um, and we just started writing. And again, we were writing the show, A Man's Perspective. And it was about, you know, uh, navigating, you know, a, a single man's life, like in LA, like in their mid thirties, 
um, you know, when everyone around him is settling down or figuring out their life and, you know, he's still single. And so, yeah. And then we went and we pitched it to um, All Black. At the time, it was UMC, the Urban Movie Channel. Um, We pitched it to UMC um, and they bought it. And then it was rebranded and developed as For the Love of Jason. Um, And so we just uh, aired our our second season. uh, The last episode was in July. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how it all kind of came into into play. Yeah. And what's so funny is that by that being the the title that it initially was, that's how I felt the show was. And that's what made me love the show because most relationship-based shows really don't go from the man perspective at all too much. So mm-hmm. I felt like that was a unique space because watching his character develop um, through the two seasons, it shows, for me, season two, it showed growth on his side from season one. And I love that the fact that they showed the vulnerability that he also had in himself, especially coming from season one, where it seemed like he was a lot more, how can I put it, a lot more um, not wanting to talk about his feelings. I felt like it, oh, he opened up a lot more in season two, even when he wasn't trying to. If, if, am I wrong about that? <laughs> no, I definitely feel like there was some growth in, in all of our characters, and we just saw a different side of them in season two. Season one uh, was kind of the introductory period to kind mm-hmm. of introduce you to the character see where they were at and you know season two everyone was going through so much so yeah it was kind of like things was hitting the fan right okay. we wanted to make sure that you know even though it's it like you said there's not a lot of shows where you see the relationship um based things through a man's perspective and you know in our our, our writer's room we have you know two men and two women so that we have you know, some balance because there is like also a, a, one of the female friends and the other women characters that play a role and, you know, and everything. So we really wanted to make sure that, you know, there's some, some balance there and that you can kind of just really um, just see that growth uh, that we've all experienced um, over time. Now, I will tell you this. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was the episode when they had the dinner dinner party at the house. <laughs> I want to see if y'all know where I'm about to get at. I don't know if this was on purpose, but I'm one of the people where I can, I'm not a, when I watch TV, I don't have to watch the perfect settings to enjoy a show. I can, I'm the type where like the shows where they um, have like, for example, I don't know if you've seen the show called Lupin mm-hmm. on Netflix, how they, you know, uh, have the, the uh, American actors, you know, saying dub the uh, the words uh, for the English actors, mm-hmm. and the words don't be matching their mouth. I can I can still watch it and enjoy it, and that doesn't bother me. So it's rare that little editing pr- issues ha- uh, take you know capture my attention, but it was something in that episode that bothered the hell out of me. What bothered you? <laughs> so if you remember when he went to the door. And he let in, uh, what's his character's name? The one that's the therapist. Uh, Brian? Yeah, Brian. he let Brian in. Brian and his wife came in. They came in. And about a couple seconds later, all of a sudden, Lacey and her boyfriend just popped out of nowhere. There was a, uh, wasn't there a, a bell or doorbell or something? No, it was no, it was no. No, sorry. They because the thing is, it's like you know, the party. We had it more like I'm trying to remember where we were with that episode. But Deshaun directed that episode. Uh huh. So talk about it more, but the idea is like you know, you have a party, the door is open, your friends. No, but there was there was a doorbell. It was a doorbell though. I I, I was like up. I sat there. And I, I said I said. But the door's not like yeah. You're, but but there was, was a doorbell. There was I a know doorbell. For a fact. There was a doorbell. Yeah. There was a doorbell because I directed the episode, so there was a doorbell. <laughs> It, yeah, there it was, was just, a doorbell. It was just weird. It was just like all of a sudden they just popped out of nowhere. I was like, oh okay. no, they didn't. It was a doorbell. <laughs> okay. Oh man. But she let herself in, but there was yeah. a that's the thing. It's like Lacey's gonna ring the doorbell. She's not gonna just wait. Like, especially if they're yeah. entertaining and they're before they can get a chance to get over there, Lacey's just gonna come in, you know. There so. was four, there was four doorbells in that entire episode. Okay. Different. Yeah. It was one with Brian and Alicia, Lacey and um, 
Marcel. Uh, there was one when Carmen and Gabriella came and when Jason um, and Bella came. So there was four doorbells. Now, what happened was you were so engrossed and in tune with what was going on, <laughs> you were so into it that you missed. I guess the doorbell so. Because I they guess did. so. So I implore you to go back and I'm watch. Have to. And I'll tell you exactly where it is. Where it's is it? Al Alicia and Lisa are talking, and she's uh -huh. saying, "Oh my gosh, girl, um, you look good with him." The doorbell happens there. Then Lacey and Marcel walk in, and Eric meet them at the door. So okay, go back. All right, I like yeah. that. We're gonna prove yeah. me wrong. Yeah, no, nah, we not that ghetto. We not that ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> so how long? So how long have both of y'all been in LA? Yeah, long. Um, yeah, you can go, Shadi. <laughs> I will say no. I'm kidding. I've I've been here for. I moved here in 2002. So, I uh, this is actually my. 20 year anniversary in um this month no wait yeah I moved in August I think I think I did I have to remember it's been a long time so I've been here for a long time so um people try to say I'm an LA native I'm still an east coast girl mm -hmm. but I've been here for a long time it's I like the weather you know it's uh <laughs> besides the work I don't like cold I don't like snow I don't care where I grew up never I like being able to ride my bike to the beach. So another reason I'm still here. But yeah, I've been out here a while. Okay. And I've been back, been back since 2013. So for nine years. But mm -hmm. I originally moved out here in 2004. Okay. And I lived here from 2004 to 2006. And then I went back home briefly I had a family emergency and I relocated back to Michigan but I was only there for like eight months and then I came back in 2007 and I was here from 2007 to 2010 and then uh I moved back from 2010 to Michigan from 2010 to 2013 and then I came back in 2013 and I've been here so this is my third time um moving back out to uh LA and uh this time yeah, I stayed okay. <laughs> stuck it out yeah. All right. Well, I, yeah, I've been here since 2018. Yeah, I'm okay. here in 2018. Oh, you're a newbie. Okay, I see. I see. I'm telling you, listen I'm here. Just I'm just talking. To you. <laughs> right, listen here. I, um, I almost didn't make it. That first year, I was almost be like, man, skip this. Deuces, LA. Y'all can have this shit out here. <laughs> if, if my car get told one more time, we go. <laughs> no, it's a problem. It's a culture shock moving yeah. from Michigan. From moving from Michigan, I mean, probably move from any state, like, <laughs> you know, anywhere. But like, especially if you do move from somewhere that's a little bit smaller, and you're moving to a large city, and you know, the different types of rules, cost of living, it was definitely a culture shock for me. So, hence, this is my third time. The third yeah. time was a charm. <laughs> it took me two tries, but yeah, find like figuring out things financially you know, navigating, finding your people, like, it's a lot. So it took me three times. Yeah, See, like, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm saying it was hard. It's just, I didn't, I could not go home. <laughs> so, because there were so many, you know, there's so many doubters and people who didn't think that I could, that I, they were expecting me to come back. So I refused to go, but it was really hard. And there's so many times um, that I thought about where else I could live. I was like, maybe I can move with my sister in New Jersey. Um, you know, I was just like, it's difficult, you know, so it, it gets really, it can be really challenging. And like, I, there was a period of time where I didn't understand this whole street sweeping thing. Cause they didn't do that at home. So I got tickets for like a year straight where like, now you will see me, I will park somewhere and like study the signs. So I'm not, I've not gotten a ticket in a while, but I used to get tickets all the time. Cause I just, I couldn't this whole, like, Oh, this day i can't 12 to 2 i can't park here i forget all the time and i've got tickets forever so see uh see before i moved here i didn't live in multiple city cities before i even moved here and then before i actually physically moved to la I, I was living in dallas and so but i have visited la multiple times and what i tell people is visiting and living here is two different things different yeah. it's two different I things too I, I came to visit like two or three times before i moved mm -hmm. not the same yeah, it's and so that first six months, 
of being here, I literally I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm over this already. But I feel like after that first year, after you get through that that initial like hurdle of of learning the culture of LA, it start kind of work out a little bit more as in the everyday living. And then you got then is like, okay, now I got to get through this uh, hurdle of working in the business of all the things that come with that also. So yeah. what I want to ask is what made y'all want to, to start your own company versus, you know, the, uh, you know, I guess the traditional route of trying to work for one of the, uh, you know, the big um, production companies. Um, well, we, you know, something we did do, we started off um, more so on the unscripted side. We both worked, you know, different jobs um, since we moved out here. Uh, we actually met working at this one production company that did um, the docuseries um, Unsung. So okay. uh, we, you know, worked at different companies, but then when it comes to wanting to create projects that, that are yours or things that you've originated, things that are your ideas, um, it started really because it was hard to find someone to give you the opportunity. So rather mm -hmm. than wait around for someone to open a door or give you a chance, or say, hey, this is, I want to direct or I want to write or whatever. And, you know, people like, oh, you don't have, you haven't done this or you haven't done it this many times or whatever. It's like, okay, we just do my own thing. And, you know, and then we ended up um, teaming together and that, you know, kind of helped things kind of grow even more from there. Just kind of not waiting around for other people to give you the opportunities and being able to have more control over the type of stories that we want to tell. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> but so did y'all, what was like some of the hurdles that y'all had to, to start this? Or was there any, any type of struggles that you have been through to get your company to where you at and where you wanted to go? I mean, yeah, and there's struggles. I mean, we struggle every day. Like it's not where we want it to be. Um, we're striving towards that because we are, um, you know, in a sense, our, our company is new. I mean, it's been established for a little bit. Like Sade started um, Flower F Films. And mm -hmm. then when we started our partnership, I joined in to Flower F Films. Um, so it's been around for a bit, but we are, you know, for the love of Jason. So we've done smaller projects. Um, like we have um, a few uh, uh, short form content. Um, you know, we have one that's a short film. Who do you know that's under... Um, uh, under the the umbrella of Flower F Films, as well as Yummy Dilemma. And that was the first project Sade and I had worked on together, which is a short film that Sade uh, wrote and directed. Um, and I stepped in and produced on that. And then we have our our film that was kind of like um, like a breakout film in a sense with like, um, like little larger names, um, First Day Back, which we, you know, co-wrote and produced together. Um, that had Loretta Devine, Aisha Hines, and then For the Love of Jason is our first television project, okay. you know, um, and then we have some more to come, <laughs> so okay. we're uh, grateful for that, but, you know, we're, you know, we're new, but we also, you know, co-produce, you know, different projects with, you know, people, um, we have some scripts that we've written kind of like under our umbrella that, that have aired on, you know, television, like for BET Her, you know, with that, that's under um, our company, you know, as well, but we're still, we're still new. So we're overcoming these hurdles, you know, um, you know, working, you know, like I said, with co-productions, um, you know, shopping scripts that we have and, you know, with that. So, you know, we're, we're still, in the, you know, we're still like everybody okay. else, like the hurdle is just, you know, getting those opportunities. And I feel like a lot of times people, like Sade said, oh, you haven't done this or you haven't done that. Um, like a lot of times, you know, we got her, well, you haven't done TV, right? Because, you know, you've done these film projects. You haven't done, you know, TV. So now we've done TV. And then it's like, all right, we want you guys to, you know, we, you, we need you to have feature stuff, you know? It's like, <laughs> so we, we have to each, you know, each door, we have to just continue to just knock down, you know? Um, and we just, you know, go at our own pace and run our own race. Okay. Yeah. Like, so do you feel like now that you have, that you have your own, you have your own company and you're doing the projects that you want to do. Do you feel like you have to guard yourself from, from people now and be selective of the people that you deal with? Cause you, they feel like 
they want to be around you for what you might be able to do for them. Do you have any of that concern? Well, I got story. I got stories out there. <laughs> I will say, um, yes. And with things we have coming up, even the more we probably will be unavailable for a while. Mm -hmm. And we're just gonna have that mindset of that. But yeah, we've experienced it on a small scale. Um, but. I can't say too much, but yeah, uh, we've experienced it on a small scale, but I just, uh, we are preparing ourselves to, um, you know, just make sure that like, we're still staying grounded, but also just understanding what we can and can't do for, you know, people. We can't overextend ourselves um, with that because we're the type of people we love to help. We love to help. We love to support people. We love to, because, you know, we want that support. So the support that we show to other people is the support that we wish we had, right? Um, but we are learning and I know Sade can speak to it, you know, that we can't help everybody, right? We got to help ourselves mm -hmm. first, and then, you know, we'll be able to help everybody. But when we do help people, it will be with the understanding of, um, we help people that help themselves. It's not like we're going to come in and swoop in and save the day. You know, those days are over, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we've, we've experienced it on a small scale and, um, we're just preparing ourselves. Um, yeah. I guess that's how I'll put, I'll phrase it. Yeah, I agree. And I, um, you know, I think for us to, like, I know we've, I've always, and, and Deshaun's the same, wanted to help a lot of people because it was so hard when I first moved out here. So I would be just, you know, answer emails and answer DMs and this, that, and the other. And it gets to a point where you are overextending yourself or, you know, sometimes people ask for more than, what I think they honestly should ask for, you know, considering they don't know you or anything like that. And I just mean, and maybe they haven't taken, like before we come and ask anybody for something, we have done a certain amount of work, a certain amount of research so that we're not coming to you with the expectation of like, hey, do this for me. It's, you know, um, we've done all of this and we just need help, to, you know, getting to the next uh, place. But we have a tendency to want to help people all the time. And end up sometimes overextending ourselves, like Deshaun said, to the point where we're not getting some of our own projects done, some of the things that mm -hmm. we said we're going to get done that we had planned, push them aside so we can do this and help this person. And we, because we take pride in helping people, but, and, and working on a bunch of different projects. But, you know, sometimes we've learned that we've done that a lot. Um, and as for like, I guess people, as, as we continue to move forward, like my feeling, my feeling has always been like, you should always treat people just like just human beings and like so for me anyone that I approach or approaches me moving forward it's kind of based on were you cool with me did you think I was worth talking to before you mm -hmm. know like I mm -hmm. I have a because I'm sure we've all had those stories where you've been at like some industry thing and some network thing or been out somewhere people try to figure out or directly ask what do you do or and they're trying to size up where you are and your value <laughs> your worth and everything and it's just like it shouldn't matter what I do. I, I love when people just want to just have just a regular old conversation. Doesn't matter if I produce this or if I'm just down here and I'm a production assistant or whatever. You just cool and you just having a great old conversation with me. Those are the people that I always will remember. And I remember, you know, I'm not a person who holds a grudge or anything, but uh -huh. I remember people who kind of slunned me at a certain point or <laughs> like, oh yeah, like one minute I wasn't worth talking to. And then, okay, they found out maybe I did this or whatever, or some time passed and I did something else, then I was worth talking to. And, you know, that's always fundamentally bothers me as a person because I feel like everyone has value. Um, not You're not going to get along or like everyone, but that shouldn't be determined based on what they can or can't do for you. It should just be uh, who they are as a person and if you gel or if you don't gel. So that's the kind of stuff that will always stick with me moving forward, no matter what we do. No, I definitely got some uh, some comedy clubs uh, in the back of my head that either I won't perform at uh, in the future or I will overcharge you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you will be overcharged. You should uh, overcharge. Look, go, go perform. Yeah. Don't perform, but just, just charge me a little. You will get overcharged, especially uh, <laughs> improv in Arlington, Texas. You will, uh, I will <laughs> charge you. Well, 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 well <laughs> call them out then. Call them out. 
You still owe me to some money to today. So uh -oh. you you definitely are on the list. Uh -oh. But uh, I actually got one of my one uh, one of my friends that's a producer. He uh, <laughs> so on his social media, he purposely doesn't put what he does. You know, say on his social media because he doesn't need that promotion because he he gets his work regardless. Mm -hmm. So uh what happened was that a girl in inbox dm him right and she was just showing she, so she came off as she, she was just showing interest and wanted to go out with him so they ended up talking for a while and he said they ended up setting a date so they get to the restaurant and while they at the restaurant a guy approaches the table with a script in his hand and was like hey man uh and I know who you are, this and this, man. I want to see if you can be able to get this opportunity. And man, here go my script, this and this. Come to find out, this was the girl's boyfriend. Whoa. <laughs> that was an elaborate. Ooh, okay. That was an elaborate way to get the script to, get, to this producer. Right? <laughs> right, to get his attention, to be able to get the script in hand. Now, did it work out? Hell no, it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I know that's probably extreme, but have y'all had any stories like any stories about people just trying to get your attention with their projects? Probably, I'm trying to. I don't know, like nothing like that. No, I know, probably nothing no. like that. But no, uh, no. Um, I just think no, it's not like any elaborate schemes. But we just we definitely get, um, like I think it's like a quarterly, like newsletter email from an actor who was a background actor um and he just tells us about everything that's going on in his life and what he's doing in hopes of doing that uh -huh. um just like a, a, like actors reach out quite a bit um yeah i mean not necessarily anyone that's like hey like i have to do that but just always getting random dms on you know ig or just you know I don't know how some people find the email, um, but just finding out the email hole and you'll just get a random one, you know, with that. Or, you know, we've gotten comments underneath posts that says, how come I wasn't casted? And, you know, we have we have a lot of casting things with actors, but not necessarily people trying to say, hey, do this script. But I, I feel like it's coming. So, like I said, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're just preparing ourselves for a lot of things. And um you know, we're finishing up a few things that we're working on. And then after that, we are closing shop to uh, collaborating with others. And it will just kind of be um, our stuff for quite a while. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's always like we'll be comparing and be like, hey, did you get a message from such and such? You know, because sometimes yeah. people that we <laughs> both work with or we both know, um, it, it'll, there'll be random stuff. And then there'll be people that you know have, you follow each other and you've been following each other for a long time i'm posting my life i went on a trip i uh, i ate this at this italian restaurant and posted my meal and all this but no, none of that was interesting then it's like the minute it's like oh let me promote this um hey this show that just came out that i worked on and then it's not even every once in a while this doesn't happen a lot but every once in a while mm -hmm. it's like Oh, you know, congrats. You know, so I'm trying to get a show on this platform. So can you blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 You know, and I was like, uh, you've never said anything to me before. <laughs> you, you know, like I, was do I thought I was doing, I know my life ain't that exciting, but I'm like doing something on here, you know, like a post or laugh at something. I, I get I get messages from people all the time. It's like, oh, I love the inspirational stuff you post and it's so positive and this, that, and other. I'm like, I ain't never got nothing from you. And it's like, as soon as it is, it's like, I see what you did. I, I can understand too, if it's a, uh, do you have any advice or pointers? But it, it, it's more like straight to the, I need you to do that for me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, mm -hmm. whoa, I don't even know you like that. So yeah, it, it's interesting. Hey, I how, how, it is. How, how much of a headache what, uh, having to do all this COVID, COVID testing and stuff just to shoot? I mean, it, the the first time, time I did it, it was a lot and it was overwhelming and it was just like, oh my gosh. But now it's, we need to do, we got to do. And, yeah. um, and, <laughs> and, and we could, and we could do it every day. We will, you know what I'm saying? Cause people be out there, 
you know, when we done, we be out there going out. No, you need to go home, be in the bubble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not trying to get nothing shut down. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. You don't want to get shut down, especially if you're not working with a lot of money. You can't afford to get shut down. And, yeah. you know, it's become, it's a little bit more normal, I guess, now. So people are more used to it. But when we first started, like that first season of For the Love of Jason, it was a lot more, it was a, a whole bigger production. It was a hassle. And it was also scary because you just didn't know. If, yeah, very uh, new. It was in the it was in the height of the pandemic, right in the smack, August 2020. You know, uh, we were like one of the first productions back in LA to shoot, and so it was quite a bit. And it was so many restrictions, like you couldn't have a certain number of background people and all this stuff. So the first season was very uh, stressful. You know, it was very new. Um, but the second season, it was like, yeah, we, like I said, if we could have tested every day. I would have been for it you know just because you want to be safe and you don't want anything to you know like when you're not working with large productions you know if you shut down that's crazy money and sometimes it's time that you can't really get back or you can't afford to do so everyone has to be safe so the safer we are you know the better we are so um to me so um it might be annoying with the mask sometimes because you'd be like oh I'm hot lord Jesus but you know, you get used to it and you just tough it out and I'd rather be better safe than sorry. You know. Y'all, uh, y'all ready for that monkeypox uh, testing? Oh, Lord. Hey, <laughs> look, better safe than sorry because, you know, that stuff on your face. Yes, you know no, so, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I work you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, a di- it's different when they really touch your face. You be like, oh, no. Oh, like the COVID, you've been like, oh, geez, you know. But when it's on your face, you you really feel like you're about to die. You know <laughs> those pictures I've seen. I don't want no parts of that. So whatever we got to do, I got to wear like three. What masks. we got to do? <laughs> no, wanna... was a funny. I had seen a picture first. I seen a picture of some girl, and with the bumps and stuff all over her face, and I was like, God damn, some badass acne. I don't know what the fuck wrong with her. And then like two look, because I didn't, I haven't heard. I didn't, at the time, I didn't hear nothing about this monkeypox stuff. I just. Yeah, I was, didn't know. And then, like two days later, uh, someone was like, "Yeah, man, you hear about seeing the videos of this monkeypox and everything." I'm like, "Nah, what are you talking about?" And then they showed they showed me the same picture I seen. Oh, I said, "Oh, that's what that is." I, I said, "I had no idea." I said, and it, then, it's painful. And then yesterday, I seen uh, I seen the news where they were talking about a state of emergency. I said, "Oh, we about to shut back down, so free more money about to come." <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to call my job and say, "Hey, I ain't I ain't driving hour to work no more. We we, we in the crib." <laughs> Look, Bro. that little that little money that they gave us, though, they could have gave us some more. Like Canada was giving their people, but that's okay. No, they could have gave us some more. Yeah, no, they could have gave us some more, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, California now is in the state of emergency. Um, you know, New York is where the second. Um, I guess we have the second largest cases. I think mm-hmm. LA has, you know, like. 340 something cases you know in LA specifically out of like the 800 or something that um, California has so um, it's moving see rapidly. my thing is I see look I feel like the people that got the cases long as they not like how can I put it like uh, ill to where they can't get out of bed or something and talk they need to have interviews they need to have some interviews and I want to interview them to know what was you doing that you <laughs> caught this shit so I won't do it? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I want to know where you was at so I won't go there either. So I can stay away from over there. I, know, I just feel, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe. I mean, but they, they say that, like, it burns, it stings, it's uncomfortable. Maybe, you know, they can't, you know, some people don't want to be showing their face. Well, maybe afterward, after they recover. Maybe afterwards yeah. they can feel yeah. like what they were saying. But it might be too late then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'd be too late. You know, <laughs> tell us how they got it. Like, yeah, something. Like, take a poll or something. Let me know anything. I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to stay away from all that I, stuff. I want no parts of the monkey pox. Yeah. Hey, let me. Ask, when y'all was kids, do you remember anything that you like really wanted to do, but your parents wouldn't let you do it? Probably. I'm trying to think. Cause I remember mine, and I. It was okay. so funny is I just talked to my mom another day about it too because I was in the car listening to a song and I said, "Damn, I always wanted to do that." When I was a kid, I was a big fan of Cisco. 
and I always wanted to color my hair like he is. My <laughs> mama would not let me do it. Oh, okay. You wanted to be out there singing thong, 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 thong. So <laughs> I was in the car the other day, and Incomplete came on, and I was singing my my heart out in the car. But I was like, damn, I always wanted to color my hair that blonde color, a little silver color. But my mama would not let me do it. Man, go, go for it. Listen here, I'm I'm hanging on to the little threads I got left. I am, uh, <laughs> but, but you know I, they got male rejuvenation. They oh, got they do. Yes, yeah, they got them little specials now. Uh, you can get you a lace front. Okay? Listen, you, okay, one of my one of my friends. I don't know. You might know him, but his name is John John. Light skinned guy, bald head. He got his own web series called Ball. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Mm -mm. We talking about bald as in he got the George Jefferson type of hairstyle. You know what I'm saying? He's bald as fuck. But if you he but he got the little uh wig thing or whatever, and the shit looked good. I'm trying to tell you, you better go on out there and go and get you a lace front, okay? And they can like <laughs> taper it on the side, you can do curly. We even he got the dreads. waves and everything in that boy. Yeah, we saw one with dreads the other we day. We saw one with dreads. No. Look, this is what I'm saying. For all this long time, men been talking about women and they weaves and all this and this and that. Look, they was missing out. Y'all was missing out. All we saying is, look, we just like to express ourselves with different kind of hairstyles. So, some men's caught on. And I'm trying to tell you, you ain't got... Baldness do not got to overtake you if you don't listen. want to. Are you going in here? You ain't got to get the plugs if you don't want to. It could be temporary. Right, you just want something different. You just want to try a new look for a week. Switch it on up. I'm telling you. I think, but look, I, I'm I'm kind of, I didn't kind of got secure with the fact that in a couple of years, it's going to be time to go ahead and zip that boy off. I understand that. I I didn't got comfortable with that. But, the, what made but me more okay. comfortable was it? What made me more comfortable was the fact that out of my friends group, I'm one of the last to be able to last longer than the rest of them. <laughs> so you feel better about yourself. I feel better about myself. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> but what we're saying is, if you do, if you decide just to, want, you just want to change, yeah, ain't no judgment I mean, here. Go get your lace front. You can do all kinds of styles. You can even get locks, you know, to do you and get locks. and everything. You're you like, can do wow. what you want to do. I mean, that was a little bit of false advertising there. But, you know, that's a, I guess, hey, all he has to do is when he takes it down and say, hey, I cut my locks. But seriously, you know. <laughs> hey, real, real talk, could you talk to a dude that, 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 wait, that can't, anything or just the, the with, with the locks or just any male regime? Any, just any of the, uh, 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 um, the wigs, the, <laughs> the two pet whatever you know what I'm saying the the paper mache shit <laughs> i would have a hard time like i i actually don't mind i don't know what natural ways there are for men to regrow their hair i made a joke with a guy i was seeing one time it was like yo if you ever get married i'm gonna need you to figure that out so you can keep your hair whatever it is but then that was before they started doing all this like if i i don't know personally <sighs> maybe there might be some part of it I could deal with but like the, all the glue and the the full-on hair pieces and all that it's not for me personally I'd rather you just be in you know just let it be what it's gonna be just be let your hair be what it is because especially like the fake the locks like what if I you know running my fingers through your head and it just like gets you know stuck in there and the glue I don't know I would just be weird because I get used to you looking one way and then you that's not really how you look, it would be weird to me. So I don't know if I could I don't know if I could do it. I know see that's I'm see, encouraging that's, you to do look it. Look at the judgment though that's coming out your mouth. <laughs> see who's gonna be sitting here talking about oh shit, you got this little short little style today, and then next thing I know, you got these long ass braids down to your ass. You know, we don't I, put no judgment. No, there's no I think it's just I don't have no judgment. I'm just saying personally. Look, I'm also somebody who has locks, so uh -huh. you know it's I'm 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 more partial to rocking whatever you got natural. You know what I mean? I mean, and I also think it's a little bit. I, I'm not judging. You me. might want to. You do. might want to come in one day with a little one kind, what kind of hairstyle. You know what I'm saying? You but might want to go all the way head. off with it. It's still coming out of my head though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I, 
and I'm just uh, grateful that my husband got a full head of hair. Like he got just just half a day. So uh, I I don't really there's no hate. You know, I, I, I don't got no I don't got them problems. But I, I I think it's okay when guys do the little spray, like when they fill in the line. You know, when you go to the barber and so yeah, I think that's completely acceptable. It's completely normal. I'm okay with that, right? Because women do it too when they have to do like their eyebrow, or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, I would say the full on like wig part, no. Mm-hmm. But if he had to catch up a spot, I would be all right with the that. other way. I'm gonna look the other way. If he had to patch up a spot, I'm gonna look the other way. Okay. I don't really wear weaves, but I do wear braids. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't, you know, I don't wear a whole I don't wear a whole lot of weaves. But if I want to wear a weave, I will. So if he wanna patch up a spot, let him, you know, but we ain't gotta worry about it for a long a little while. So may ask me about about 10 years, you know, okay. then I, then, then I might change a little bit. But if okay. he's going to patch up a spot, I'm not going to, look, I'm not trying to say what I was trying to get at a little enhancement is cool. If you're doing a lot, like I'm talking like you basically have no hair whatsoever and you're trying to like recreate the whole thing. That might be a little much for me. Yeah. But, but a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I looked out the way. Now, you know, the little spray stuff that you was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some dudes, so especially, you know, bald dudes, they get the whole spray haircut. Have you ever seen no, that? No, no. Yeah, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you just line I know, the little line, I know that. Yeah. No, now if you gonna spray your hair like see don't do no hairstyle that when you come home, I'm going to crack on you because I'm not going to let up. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about you. And then I'm going to talk about you to people. And then I'm going to take pictures and I'm going to send it in group chats and all types of things. So I'd rather, like, if you do it, into the house at your own will. So, you know what I'm saying? But look, you know, if if you want to patch up your beard a little bit, like, well, I'm going to look the other way. But no, I can't do that one. Not too much. I mean, I could get it too because as women, we get um, like for us, like any kind of like hair losses can be like pretty devastating and being the same Uh for men. So I get it. It's just um, I guess it's the level of that you go to is is, you know, what would depend on how I would feel. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And then we'll just have the conversation. Why do you feel the need? And if you're real (laughs) about it, you're honest about it, too, then that might be a little bit different versus like. Yeah, kind of act like this is your hair, and then one day, it's yeah. Up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and I want. <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, I got to give y'all a shout out too of something. I want to uh, shout out to y'all. Y'all um did a wonderful thing for me this season of the uh, season two of, of, of For Love for Jason. Y'all introduced me to my future wife. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, okay. Hey, who your future wife? Shout out to Dolly. Tell her I said, "Hey, Dolly. You know okay. what I'm saying? What's up with you?" Oh, okay. You know Dolly? No, nah, but when I do you meet her, you know what I'm saying? We go. Oh, okay. Hey, okay. Shout out to Dolly. <laughs> You're saying you got introduced <laughs> through the show? Yeah, yeah. I got introduced to the show. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Okay, okay, okay. So basically, what he's saying is he's shooting a shot, and he's saying put it in the good. Yeah, put a shot. I read between the lines. Yeah. I it was sizzling in my spirit. You know what I'm saying? I was watching the show. Like I know y'all acting Jason, but you ain't gotta get a little too handsy. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta get too handsy. <laughs> but nah, just joking, man. But uh, but what what else y'all got coming up that you can talk about? Let's see. What do we have? Well, we um, yeah, we have some stuff coming up we can't discuss yet. Um, we, I don't know what, what can we. It ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. What, let me ask you this. Wait, wait, no. What was you about to say, Shade? Oh, oh um, I was going to say the, you know, project that I'm trying to say it without saying it, <laughs> where you were so gracious as to let us, you know, utilize your, um, oh, yes. Part of it. Aren't yes. we talking about that? Yes. We, uh, yes. Yes. We, that, I think that's, that's, uh, free. Uh, it's, uh, keys to the city. It's, uh, um, Keisha Edwards, uh, Keisha E. Um, she has, um, a project that's coming out that, um, that's in post right now editing and, you know, Brandon did a, a great job, oh, as a, uh, you know, a spot in that. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much like the project that, you know, will be coming out sometime this fall that, you know, we can talk about, um, that, you know, we just helped her piece together. It's a proof of concept of a, a you know, a show that 
um, she put together that's based upon, you know, some of the things that we were talking about here, you know, someone that's kind of thrust into uh, this L.A. life and just her uh, comedic spin on it and how she got into comedy. Um, but yeah, so that project, but everything else that relates to like Flower Ass Film or that's directly related to us, we genuinely can't. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I guess like, well, right? let me ask you. I, well, I guess we can. Well, also, well, what? Well, I was no, about no, to no, say. Well, we're waiting to hear about season three. Yes, we're okay. waiting to hear back about season three for Love Jason. You know, mm-hmm. outside of, you know, um, and then we have like a, you know, um, the rights to this film that we've been, you know, uh, it's, oh, well, sorry, a book <laughs> that that's called uh, Better Than I Know Myself that we've um, been, you know, trying to get made. It's by these really great authors who, two best friends who work together. So that's just something, you know, we haven't gotten made yet, but we're working on that. We're in development mm-hmm. on that. And, um, and then outside of that, you know, individually, like, the show that Deshaun worked on, um, series, I guess, um, docu- documentary series. Uh, we have we we need to talk about Cosby. It's nominated for an Emmy, so we'll be looking out to see if that wins okay. four Emmy, right? Uh, was it? Yes, four different Emmys. Um, so, so you know, <laughs> and the Emmys are what in September. So in September, yeah. Something up might be. Uh, if, if, if your husband can't make it, I'm, I'm I can be your date. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm not, it's only like when 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 a show gets nominated for Emmy, they only have a certain amount of slots, and usually, usually the showrunners take that, and like the mm-hmm. owner of the production companies take it. Uh, but, okay. but, but, and listen, hey, we we yeah. from we from Michigan, we we above that red carpet. Know, so any usually, day. usually <laughs> we have like watch parties, you know, for for stuff like that. So like we'll have you know like have an Emmy watch party or something like that. But usually the the tickets go to like. The, crimp, the the top 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 you know with mm-hmm. it so um but you know stay tuned yeah. never know never know i'm always down yeah, so i'm always exciting. i'm always down to bust up a red carpet i, I ain't got no problem <laughs> with that you know <laughs> but uh yeah so but i'm glad i'm glad y'all was able to come on uh also give your social media if you want to uh, yeah, mine is um, Shade Onyade, uh, S-A-D-E-O-Y-I-N-A-D-E. So just my first and last name. Um, that's on Twitter and Instagram. And then our production company, Flower Ave uh, Films. That's on, it's just at Flower Ave Films. Uh, yeah, that's mine. Yeah. And mine's is my first and last name. So Deshawn Player. So D-E-S-H-A-W-N-P-L-A-I-R. Um, on Instagram as well as Twitter. Although I don't be tweeting a whole lot, uh, but I'm there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, you can find me on both platforms. All right, and this doesn't mean that y'all harass them with y'all projects <laughs> every day. They ain't there for that. <laughs> no, but we do have some fun. We do have some fun and exciting things that are on the horizon um and we're super super excited and we love new talent mm-hmm. and helping break new talent mm-hmm. um so that's something that we will mm-hmm. always like look for and look out for and so um i would just say yeah just uh be on the lookout so um i feel like when you see us less we're doing more and that's pretty much that. all i'm gonna say <laughs> I hear that. We're doing more, and you know, we'll just, we'll just, we just gonna, we gonna just pop out with it, and um, that's it. All right, and uh, I appreciate y'all coming on again, and uh, that's another episode. I'll let y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.